Now I'm ready. Welcome, everybody, to Wisdom Keys with myself, Brother Francis. Today's date is December the 30th, 2021. So it's approximately 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time in my area of the world here in the United States. If you're on the East Coast, it'll be 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're in the Central Time Zone, it will be approximately um, what time you'll have 2 p.m. And if you're on the West Coast, it'll be for you uh, 12 noon. So we welcome you to being able to uh, join uh, this particular uh, broadcast today. And I'm looking forward to share it with you. I'm going to try to keep it as short as possible. This is on the Resident Essentials page called The Group here on Facebook. And it's live right now. Uh, this is an opportunity for me to share some experiences, thoughts, ideas that I have spiritually, metaphysically, uh, meditations, dreams, and so many other types of uh, topic matter that I've acquired over such a long time. But we're always learning something new on our path and on our particular spiritual journey for ourselves throughout life. And so here on uh, Resident Essentials of the Group, I come on every Thursday at about 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Now, before I go on with my topic, I would like to let you know that on Friday, which is December 31st, at 12 p.m. is Swanda. That's Michelle Vidal, Michelle Vidal with her program, Swanda. And she has a lot of metaphysical treats, teachings, keys that anyone can use at any time in their life. She also has that unique ability to bring you into a level of deeper understanding of what metaphysics is. And so you don't want to miss. I'm quite sure she'll be on tomorrow at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with her segment, live segment called Swanda. Uh, also, usually... She and Rosemary Navarra have been doing some uh, talking on Mondays. And so she will let you know if they're going to be on live on Monday. They usually have a wonderful topic, uh, delving into the unknown, something like that. And it's a very beautiful uh, concept where they talk about a lot of different topic matters. And it's a, it's a great way to learn something new in the world of metaphysics and esoteric studies. So Michelle is very adept at doing that. You should tune in and be here. Uh, usually when they do that, uh, she's coming on, I think, live through her Resident Essentials YouTube channel. And when she does Swanda on Fridays, uh, she's coming through the Resident Essentials YouTube channel live. So I want to make sure you got that information. Let's delve into my topic. It's called Empower Yourself, Create Light Visions, and See Yourself Change Through the Sacred Dance of Dreams. Now, you know, dreams are, are very unique experiences. We have the dream at night that we have when we go to sleep or when we, have, we take a nap during the day. And then we have something that's called daydreaming. And many of you have experienced daydreaming. If you remember being in school and you're sitting, whether it's grade school, middle school, high school, college, you find yourself sitting in a classroom where the information may not be uh, 
may not be something you want to hear <laughs> at the moment. So what happens is you find yourself staring out into space, staring out the window if you're seated next to a window, staring at a bookshelf, and next thing you know, you zone out and you find yourself having a midday dream, but you are wide awake, you're seated up in the classroom, but yet your mind is someplace else. Of course, if the professor or teacher catches you doing that, they go, <clears throat> excuse me, Mr. and Ms. So-and-so, uh, would you like to rejoin the class? So you experience that, which is called daydreaming. I once read somewhere a long time ago where a shaman, I believe he was from South America, and he said something that dreams, when we experience dreams at night, dreams is actually the real world, the real reality. And uh, we find ourselves having so many um, scenes that we go through that it very much looks like it's a long film, like a long movie, where in the Western world we see dreams as being something, a part of definitely the subconscious world, and also we see it as little snippets, little 90-minute snippets of dreams. And when they call that rapid eye movement in the uh, parapsychology world, where they have all the electrodes connected, and they have been doing this for a long time, I think as far back as maybe the 40s, 50s, maybe further back, and they were able to catch the person, the subject matter, seeing the eyelids flicker and seeing the eyes dart back and forth underneath the eyelids. And they realize that that subject, or the target as they said, was experiencing a dream, seeing a dream while they are asleep. Sometimes our dreams kick forward in our waking state and we find ourselves experiencing the dream but we don't know how to control it. And so I'm gonna talk about that briefly, just mention what that is. You know, our life can be enhanced in a variety of ways, you see. We finally realize that we have so many paths in which to witness the change within ourselves. Let me have a little sip of water. And when we are uh, having such of an experience like this, we may not realize there's so many things that are happening, right? Perhaps we don't realize that it's taking place every day. Everyday experiences are giving us things too. And this is why it's so important for us to get into the daily discipline called meditation. Because when you come out of the dream, if there's something specifically that you do remember, a particular scene or something you, someone said in the dream, a group of people or a place, right, or an event, you can begin to take that into your daily practice and meditate on it to see if anything else comes up, okay? So we have another deeper source other than the meditation is to actually experience the colorful symbolic energy or tapestry called dreams. Our dreams are very much an internal think tank, I like to call it, where we receive multiple keys to help unlock the subconscious mind and free up memories. We can begin to remember them and then allow what we experience to empower ourselves. That's the whole key. You want to be able to empower yourself from moment to moment, day to day, if you can. All right. And through the use of dreams, we can actually 
change how we perceive them, uh, and use them to further change our lives. So there's a lot of different ways in which you can do that. Of course, one of the things you want to do is keep a journal. Allow yourself to keep a journal of the dreams that you have. Why? Because they speak a particular language to you, and it's also leading you toward or guiding you toward a certain direction you might have to take, something that's going on in your life. Maybe you you have a business decision, and something's definitely perturbing you about it. Or maybe you... Uh, you're going through something where you might lose some property or something. So you keep having the daily experiences overwhelm you. And because if you're not making any decisions or not making any changes or not seeking to make any changes in your waking state or can't, you know, because you feel immobilized, you feel shocked by it all, then those experiences that you have going on during the daytime begins to happen and overflow into the dream world when you are asleep. And so this is something you want to be aware of. And by creating a journal, you're giving yourselves the opportunity to unlock the many messages that are embedded in the symbols and the scenery and the people that's actually presented to you from the higher self. Your higher self has a lot sometimes to do with these dreams that you're going on. Your higher self is trying to give you guidance. So if you don't hear the guidance of intuition during the daytime, you don't get the guidance of some psychic impulses during the daytime that your higher self is sending these signals out to you. Now the best way to get them is when you fall asleep and you have a dream experience. Now the dream symbols, again, they, they have there are some universal languages that they that are spoken to you through universal symbols. But the more you begin to realize that you're having these dreams the more you begin to realize that you have your own Pacific dream language. So there's some language symbols, sounds, colors, smell, things that you remember that come up that can be consistent in your dream world, and that becomes your own language, dream language that you have. And now, once you are able to decipher those languages, right, that language, that symbol, the sound, the images that you get, then you're able to delve deeper into the dream world and you can have some understanding. Now, one of these things, too, is we get symbols, we get scenery, we might get numbers, we get colors, even the time of day or the season that we find ourselves in. Now, sometimes you could be in the dream, let's say during like this time, being like in a winter season, in your everyday life, seeing snow, but in the dream, see summer. Because <laughs> that's something that you might long for. So you start seeing summer, right? There might be something else happening in the dream. See yourself swimming, a bike riding, mountain climbing, or just hiking. Or see yourself at some type of amusement park. Or see yourself at a jazz club or whatever. You're going to see those things will pop up in the dream. And so sometimes the higher self will be pulling in these different sources and resources to help try to spell out what it needs to tell you about any given situation that's going on in your life. Now, this is very important to understand. I don't want to keep this as a long 
uh, dissertation, but I just wanted to share this, and I'll just pull out some thoughts that you might want to consider thinking about when you're having dreams, things that you could remember. There's something that I realized, too, over the study of dreams for a very long time. I used to be into the study of dreams, and I still am because people will call me up and ask me, and I'll give them some insight of what I feel that the dream could be telling them. Um, I have something that's called the experience of the dream body. Dream body. Dream body is just like your waking state body where you don't, you're walking around and you don't see your face. You know you're in a body, but you don't see your face. You can see your hands, you can see your feet, you can see your legs. Uh, you can see the front part of your body. And if you're standing in front of a reflective mirror, you can see the back part of your body sometimes. Okay, this is called a dream body. All right? And the only time you get to see what is called your face, if you can get somewhere consciously within the dream and then be able to see it. There's, even before the dream body, we have dreams where you don't see yourself in the dream, right? You just see what's going on in the dream. You don't see yourself in the dream. Just like, let's say you go to a movie, any movie, or you watch a movie on TV, and you see your favorite character, actor, whoever that might be, walking around on the set that was created to represent the movie, to represent the scenery, indoors or outdoors, all right? Now, imagine if you were one of those characters <clears throat> that you saw, and then eventually you got catapulted into the movie. Now, you see yourself walking around on the set, right? You can see your expressions, the body language and everything. You can, you, you can see it. it's like a movie. But then there's another level where you get projected further into the dream, and now you're in the the physical body in in the dream world, which I call the dream body. So you look down and you see your hands. And you turn your hands over, up and down. You, again, you see your body, but you don't see your face, but you know you're in this dream body and therefore having the experience that you want to have. So in the dream body, you start to experience some of the sensations that you normally get in your waking state, like you could taste food. You could take, take uh, you could touch and feel the surface of the ground, or tables, or trees, or plants, or you might see a, a fly land on you. You might get stung by a bee, perhaps, or uh, uh, bitten by a snake. And this is all taking place in the dream, and you're having this as a full experience. Now, these things are good. Because it helps you to get a fuller understanding of what might be happening around you, right? So while we're in the state of the dream consciousness, as I call it, we can also awaken. Awaken during the dream, but while you are still asleep physically. And when that happens, that is known as lucid dreaming. Now, I'm not an expert in any of this. I'm not an expert in lucid dreaming, but I've experienced it. I've done it numerous times. And there is um, an organization, if you go look it up, www.lucidlucidream.org. There's a husband and wife team, and that's all they talk about is lucid dreams and how you can actually uh, get yourself to that state of having a lucid dream. Some of the exercises 
uh, that I've seen and I've tried out and I've done for myself is one is like before you go to sleep, you try to envision the dream that you had. You try to envision the scenario. I know many of you, if I've raised my hand, many times you've had a dream and then you got to get up and go to the restroom. <laughs> That's me. You got to get you feel. You got to come up out of your dream, go to the restroom, but then you come back. You can't get into the dream. You kind of lost your way. Sometimes that happens. Other times you might be experiencing things where I remember one time I had had drank so much water during the daytime, during the summer, drinking so much water that in the dream, I'm sitting at a table and with some friends and um, there was a elder gentleman, like one table over. And we were all laughing. Everybody was having a, a joyful experience. And the gentleman said he felt like something something was trembling, like we we're about to have an earthquake. And none of us were feeling that. And then he looked at me and he says, young man, do you feel like we're going to have an earthquake? I said, I don't know. I don't think so. He says, something is shaking. And then we, I saw the table shake. And our table, but I didn't feel it was an earthquake. But it was actually <laughs> my higher self trying to let me know, you need to get up out of this dream and go to the restroom. And what I started to see was the pipes breaking and the water coming out. Water was clear, though, in the pipes. But I got it right away in, in the dream. Get up. Get up out of your sleep. And I bound it and went into the restroom. So, you know, there's things like that that will you have an experience. There are other things that you might experience in the dream world, in your dream body, and having a lucid dream. Some people... And I've done it myself a few times when I was younger, and I knew some people that were really into dreams, doing it all the time. A uh, person wanted to have a better uh, rapport with their boss. Okay, they wanted to have a better rapport with their boss. And all of us were working at a, an electronics factory. Um, now, I was working where I was in what they called the receiving department, and I didn't want to work in the receiving department. I wanted to get a promotion. That's what I wanted. I wanted a promotion. I wanted to work in another department where I have a little bit more control other than sit there and just receive a, a product or say, oh, the, the box is damaged, you know, and, and write that off and have to open up a box and make sure everything is there. So it was like, I think about a year or two. And I kept trying to cause myself to have this dream where I would eventually speak to the plant manager uh, in, in the dream. And i never forget, the man was named um, Markowitz, was his name, Fred Markowitz. And he was an all right guy. You know, he wasn't a mean guy or anything. And I worked very hard, you know, trying to make myself have this dream. So what I started to do was I started to meditate about the situation, that I want to be moved into another department and I want to be able to have a little bit more say-so. In other words, uh, be somewhere where I could say yay or nay on, on, a, on a product of some kind of, in some capacity, right, where I would feel better. But I wanted to have a raise, right? I wanted to be in a better position on this electronics place. And this is for radios, TVs, uh, jet planes, you name them, military stuff. And it took like, I think, 
six months of every day meditating on this. And eventually I slipped into this frame of thinking that I'm going to meditate, but in my mind during the meditation, I'm going to create a dream that would change my world. And it eventually clicked. I went to sleep one night and I realized that I was dreaming. It was almost having an out-of-body experience but what was happening, I could see my physical body sound asleep. But I could feel myself in the dream, but not out of the body, but in the dream, have this experience. Where I went back in the subconscious part of my mind, and I began to see myself dream a new world, a new outcome. I saw myself sitting in Mr. Markowitz's office. And I was sitting there because he called me forward about something in the receiving department. And there was something that I kept catching in the receiving department. Uh, at the time, someone on the job was actually uh, selling drugs <laughs> and they were ve being very bold and they were sending it out. And what happened, they would send it out in a package. So it looked like it was a product going out, uh, electronic piece going out, something like a chip, you know, going out. But it wasn't. It was marijuana. It was some pills, you know, things of that nature. And the person was being bold. And what had happened, um, being in the receiving department, I had caught it. You know, because we had to open up the box. And eventually I opened up the box and took out the paper and the bubble pack. And, okay, I needed to open the bubble pack. I opened it up and I said, oh, somebody's selling drugs. So I told my supervisor, immediate supervisor, he said, take it to the plant manager. He has to know. So I took it to the plant manager and showed him and said, I don't know who it is, but somebody is selling drugs and they're using the Schweber Electronics, which was the name of the company, which was actually a longtime client of my father, who was a radio and TV repairman. And so everybody was pulled into this office, right? Even the president, Mr. Schweber himself. He was pulled in there, Mr. Markowitz. And it's a little tiny office. It wasn't really a big office. It was just, just enough. They get, let's say, two people in a chair. Mr. Markowitz behind his desk and three or four people standing up. And, you know, it wasn't like uh, concealed. You could see from the outside through the glass, the plexiglass, hey, there's something going on. So finally, they uh, a couple of months later, they caught the person and fired that person from, from the job. Uh, and uh, that was the end of that. But the thing was, because I spotted it, I was being honest, you know, wasn't trying to get anybody fired, but hey, you know, my fingertip, my f finger impressions are on the box now. <laughs> you know, everybody. And uh, so after that, he called me in and he said, look, we got this guy that's retiring at another department where it takes two people to do the work. And I thought about you 
and I'm I'm going to put you in this position. So I had to meet the guy. The guy that I had to work with, he wasn't an easy person to get along with. But, you know, I worked with him. He wasn't comfortable. I don't think he was comfortable working with me. But uh, that's a whole other story. But I was able to work with him, understand the system, and then just be able to do what you need to do. And that's where products were sent out and they were the wrong products or a customer didn't even order that particular product. And, you know, and that was a higher position. So here I was, you know, I, I had to scratch my head. I had to I had to call up Mr. Markowitz, you know, pick up online too. And when he picked up and said, hey, can I ask you a question? He said, yeah, Francis. I said, is this a promotion? He said, of course. You'll see the, you'll see the increase on your paycheck in about a week. And I said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I said, thank you. So I remember going home that day and, you know, celebrating on some level that I was able to remedy the situation where I needed more money, where I started to meditate on myself having a dream and then flip that into a dream and then be in a dream body and have the experience of getting the raise. Now, the little part of catching the drugs and all of that, that wasn't a part of the dream. However, me sitting in the office that day and him telling me I'm moving you to a different department and then telling me what the department was and then me calling him and say, hey, pick up on line two and he picks up and then I hear him say, yes, this is a promotion and you will see the increase in your paycheck it at the before the, the that next week, so there you were, there it is. I was able to have that experience. So dreams, we could do this. Anything that you see going on in your world, you can change. You have the power to change it. Okay, you can sit and you can meditate about it, or you can use. Um, I like to use a, a compilation of things, affirmative prayers, affirmations. All of these things come together and decrees, okay, and be able to hold that, hold that consciousness, just hold the outcome. Uh, the late Neville Goddard used to say, see the dream from the end. See the experience that you want to live, but see it at the end coming forward into where you are now. But you don't have to bring it all the way into the forward, into the present, but you want to see the outcome as now. The late Reverend Ike, who studied him as well as Dr. Joseph Murphy's works and so forth, he used to talk that to his congregation all the time. He used to say, let the feeling get the blessing, the thought that you have, feel what it feels like, and then boom, that is a blessing in itself because you become magnetic and you draw the opportunity into your life, the actual outcome into your life, and you see yourself exhilarated. You see yourself like a child, joyful and excited. So these things were important to be able to do this. So lucid dreaming allows you to change the outcome, any outcome of a dream. This is where we have the feeling of self-empowerment. We bring back the wisdom and actualize the wisdom in the waking state call our physical consciousness. So that means that, and what happens because you're lucid dreaming, you can start to lucid dream if you want on a regular basis, you begin to harness 
that information within your body. You begin to harness that information and hold it around by the heart chakra. You can harness that information and begin to uh, receive everything that was given to you that you, your higher self, gave to yourself through your soul awareness, through yourself. You begin to go in there into those files within yourself and you begin to release this data to yourself that's already embedded. You're carrying it all the time. So you can start to change your life. You can start creating a better life. You can start creating beautiful visions, right, within your life. In fact, if you take the word life, it has four letters. If you turn it around, play with it like a puzzle, you come up with the word file, F-I-L-E. So your life is full of files, huh? files like in folders, and you'd be able to go through and see all this data that you've created for yourself. You can see data that other people have placed there by dealing with you, interlacing their energy with you. So this is an opportunity uh, in today's program just to be able to understand how we can empower ourselves, how we can create the light vision. So the vision, something that you can see right? It's not just a dream, not just embedded in the subconscious mind. You go to sleep at night and you have the experience released to you, but now you begin to awaken and see it for what it is. You begin to see it on a higher level for yourself. You begin to see through various layers. Now, some of the things before I get off that I want to mention in this, when you're having, whether it's a dream or lucid dreaming, the time of day that you experience in the dream, that could tell you something about the the uh, importance of the dream. Like if it's wee hours of the morning, it's not even sunrise yet. That's really embedded in your subconscious. It's not something that's out there yet. It's not something that seems to be ominous yet, okay? It's not going to make an impact yet. And then you have the early dawn hours of sunrise, just like it is light rising up and you can see it. So information coming up from the inside of you and you begin to see this information and then you begin to uh, be able to work with it, right? So there's so many different things that are coming up. And what you want to be able to do is you want to be able to have that experience happen for yourself right then and there, okay? So now... There's sometimes you can see a clock on a wall in a dream. You can see a newspaper in a dream and actually see the date or see some event that's going on. All these things symbolically help you gather more information about what is going on in your own life. And then you're able to turn the dial, turn the clock, turn. There used to be a song back in, um, I forget the, the singers, an R&B tune. And it was, it was, uh, the title was, If I Could Turn Back the Time. And the guy would say, oh, darling, do, 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 do. Uh, I, you know, and he would go on and on. It was about a romance. But what he wanted to do was he wanted to turn time back. He wanted to give himself an opportunity to start all over again. I think many of you remember the, con uh, the comedian Bill Murray. I think he's still around. Uh, he had a movie called Groundhog Day. If you remember the watch the movie Groundhog Day where he was experiencing everything that was going on. It was being repetitive. 
So the first time he had the dream, right, uh, he was or had the day, he saw different things going on. He didn't know who the different characters were, right? But his character in the dream, I believe, was a uh, news journalist, right? I think it was an impending storm that was coming. But he realized that every day he was having this experience. And each person that would pop up, it would be more and more and more. But he realized it was the same characters. He might even, I guess, even saw a little dog or something. But the unique thing, he was having this experience day after day after day. It reminds you of a dream. When you're in the dream body, you have the experience moment after moment after moment on purpose. Now you're able to change what you see going on in the dream. You're able to change and turn it all around. And as you do that, that empowers you. So this is why I was, my topic today is empower yourself. Create light visions, just not energy and light, but the vision can lighten up your spirit so you're not worried all the time. And then see yourself change. Change is good. Sometimes we go through experience where change is very difficult and it can be disturbing to us mentally and emotionally and physically. You know, it can upset us as well. But in the long run, once we begin to understand all these different puzzle pieces and how they come into play and we're part of the puzzle piece, then we can start to have a, a better life, a better understanding. And it happens through the, what I call the sacred dance of dreams. So I hope that you got something out of this little short talk today uh, that you can utilize it right away for yourself. Do some research on lucid dreams. See what you can come up with. Do some research on different symbols or dreams that come up around you. Maybe you see master numbers in numerology, the double digits. 11s, 22, 33, and the other ones going up to 99 or double zeros or you see a significant number 217 popping up or 316 popping up. You start seeing scriptural things pop up in your dream. Create the journal. Keep it as clean as possible. Date it. That's very important. Also, if you can, when you know that when you went to sleep at night, what time that was. If you woke up in the middle of the night, you can see a clock right down the time that you have awakened, okay? These things help you have a better grip, a better understanding on what you're getting in the dream world. 